Hello, hello, what's up, Spreaker? This is Chris Nelson, and you're listening to a special edition of Imagination live on Spreaker, also live on Facebook Live, and where podcasts can be heard on the internet. And I call the show Imagination, okay? And Imagination can be used for two things. It is March 28th, 2020 today. And imagination can be used for faith or it can be used for fear. I choose faith today over fear. I choose hope over misery. I choose love over hate. And it's interesting that the word that imagination that 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 imagination can do one of those two things because a lot of times I miss the boat. A lot of times I hate to say it, but yeah, I totally miss what's really the important thing. And I've done that recently. With the outbreak of this disease, I have gone to fear like a lot of people have. And I can preach hope and I can preach faith, but if I've got fear and anxiety inside me, that so-called hope and faith is going to come out in a twisted way. And my first response to seeing how the government was shutting everything down and stuff like that was wanting to fight back, was wanting to oppose it, saying, no, that's not right. And immediately, I just got right into my own opinions. But I was missing the real thing, the real story behind everything. And that is that there is real hope in, in, in everything. And I'm not telling you something you don't already know. But there is real hope and there is real reason to be optimistic and to believe that we'll absolutely come through all this craziness stronger than ever before. That, and I'm not saying this the way a politician does. I, I've seen, I'm trying to gather my thoughts here. What's up, by the way? It's so awesome to be with you. You are just, the people that listen to me on Facebook and listen to this show on Spreaker and iTunes and wherever you listen to it. You are the most important thing to me, and you are you are my family. I don't know a lot of you personally. I know some of you personally, but, but you're my family, and I feel like a responsibility to every one of you, and I feel I know that I've let you down by getting into the fear and letting myself get into all the political stuff that starts coming up and getting into the news. I'm criticizing people for watching the news, but then I'm getting into it myself. I'm watching it. I'm pulling up the negative news and all their projections and countdowns to death and things like that. And I want to say that I outright reject those those countdowns to death and those little tickers that they've got on the news media saying how many people have died because you know what they don't put on there how many people have recovered 
And it's a huge number. It's a huge number. And I've seen things, I've seen like, you know, people saying that, that millions of people are going to get infected. Okay, what do we got now? In the world, 622,343 cases, 28,802 deaths. That's horrible. But you don't see in any of these things that 137,373 people have recovered. People are recovering. And you know what? Prayer and faith in God is what overcomes all this in the end. You know this. I don't need to tell you this. But sometimes I need to be reminded of it myself. I don't know about you, but I get really caught up in chatter, politics. Wait a minute. That's my right. What my rights are. Um, feeling that that I've been violated. I get caught up in a lot of that. I That used to be the whole, back in 2012 when I started this podcast, that was the whole point of this show was just ranting and raving about politics and this is wrong and the government shouldn't be doing this and stuff like that. And I was so focused on politics. Then over time, I started looking more towards spiritual matters and realizing what is really important. And there is so much good news, so much to be joyful for, so much to be grateful for, that it's easy for me anyway to start forgetting, start to start forgetting those things. And there are stories out now. Look at this. I, let me just give you an example, okay? There was a report that said there would be 500,000 deaths in the United Kingdom and 2.2 million deaths in the United States. But they've adjusted that number in the UK to 20,000 now. They adjusted it from half a million to 20,000. See, I don't believe the majority report. They might have their charts. They might have their graphs. They might have numbers that when you read them, it seems, oh, they've, look, look, they've, they figured all this out. If you look at these charts, you'll see that if this person gets infected, they'll infect this many people and this many people and this many people. And then eventually 2.2 million people will be infected and people will be dying everywhere. And it's scary because those numbers actually look real they look real but the thing is they forget to take the miracles that can come into account they don't take into account the power of prayer they don't take into account the power of god they don't take into account the fact that israel's working on a vaccine right now they don't take into account any of these things that can happen when you make a projection about something it's almost impossible for models to be true Totally. And any uh, st statistician who is being honest will tell you this, that they don't take into account what is the X factor or what I like to call the G factor. What God can do. Yeah, he can come down through a miracle, but he can also work through people. The whole quarantine thing, this might work. 
The whole thing, there might be a cure that comes in. There may be something about the disease that people don't know yet that is actually going to make it just dissipate. And I'm going to back this up because I believe in backing things up. I, do I think prayer is enough and God's enough? Yes, but I also like to look at things that I can like point to and say, back this up. Well, Stanford University researchers say evidence showed U.S. will recover from virus much faster than expected. And I've posted this on my Facebook page that it shows that there's this research at, uh, that Stanford University has done that um, very secular school, if you're wondering, but that said uh, that that this that will recover from this a lot faster than expected. I, what do you, what do you get when you look at things like cable news, and what do you get when you look at things like, oh, you know what? <laughs> What's up, Benjamin? I want no, you know, I'm I'm glad you said that. I want because I want to talk a little bit about what I've been through. My goodness, over the last because over the last um what, six, seven months, because I wasn't supposed to make it. Um, I, by, I want to relate this to what, to what's going on here. Okay. First of all, with this, with Stanford university, um, I posted this on my Facebook, but they've come out with a study that shows we're going to recover from this a lot faster than expected. I believe that 100%. I believe that very, very soon, you're going to see the tides turn and you're going to see people recovering. And I want to say, I believe that churches will be open by Easter. And I, I came out, I, I, I really, I made some really dumb statements and things that I said on Facebook and stuff when this virus first came out. Um, I was like, churches shutting down? And I, I thought the churches and the leadership were being cowardly by shutting down. I was like, you don't shut down church in this. What are you talking about? And in my righteous indignation... You know, I had to, uh, you know, okay, I was channeling the inner Andrew Breitbart in me, the righteous indignation. I was welling up inside me. No, you can't close church. No, you keep church open. What, what's the matter? But the thing was, was I didn't have the whole story. And I was criticizing people for making a decision that they believed and may be the absolute right decision. Okay, but am I the only one that, that gets some righteous indignation and thinks I'm right and 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 I kind of fly off and and in a way and those of you who know me you know that I I can do, I can do this but in the end I can look at things and admit when I've been wrong sometimes and I was wrong with a lot of these things do I know 100% of churches should have stayed open or closed no but I know that people are making decisions that have information and a lot of responsibility on their shoulders that I don't have so I, I, I first was talking about, you know, I didn't want to, didn't, who wants to see church close? Who wants to see everything online? But look what's happening. Look how people have adapted and everything like that. And I want to point out, if you need prayer, if you are looking for somebody to talk to or need prayer, please reach out to me. Um, my wife and I, we've been praying for people. It's been, um, it's been great because, oh, this is where I was going with this. Okay. There is going to be. A revival, the likes of which the United States of America and the world has never seen. Whenever the churches open back up, hopefully that'll be Easter, but if it takes a little bit longer, um, that's fine. But 
when let me tell you something whenever the churches open back up it is going to be a revival the likes of which you haven't seen those churches are going to be packed because you know what people are looking right now for what what's you know there people are now when you have a lockdown you're now forced to kind of look at your life when you stop binging on Netflix and being on Facebook and I'm trying to practice social media distancing it's not working very well but I think social media distancing and news media distancing are good best practices right now but but I no, I believe that people are now, and when they're stuck in their houses and stuff, I know it's you. You're kind of forced to look at yourself and look at your relationship with like your wife and 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 with people and and look at your life and go like, okay, what what's going on with my life? And it's crazy because I've been talking to people and people have been all of a sudden just opening up to me lately about things, and it's a great opportunity to share Jesus Christ with people. To, sh- to say, hey, you know, j- don't just assume because somebody went to- goes to church or somebody just seems like a normal, happy, well-adjusted human being that they know Jesus Christ because a lot of people don't. And how are they going to know it if you don't share it with them? Because a lot of people, this people in America, in Fort Lauderdale here, that haven't had the gospel shared to them at all. And now's a great time to do that. And I believe that, that we're in for a tidal wave of interest in spiritual things, of interest in what's the meaning of my life, where am I going, what's going on, um, why did this happen to me, why is all this happening, can we make sense out of all this? And I, I, didn't, really, I didn't really see this at first. I, I'm really kind of angry at myself because my imagination, <laughs> there's this reason I call this show Imagination, my imagination, like it usually does, immediately started going in the flesh way towards the negative towards the the political part and and boy that's wrong Uh, you know how dare they take away this right to go down to the movie theater and how dare they take the beach away and that's that's where my mind can go usually goes right away but but that's why it's important and hopefully i can learn this over time that that when uh that my first impression about things and the, my first feelings that rise up about things usually aren't right. And I got upset with some people on Facebook and stuff like that. I wish I hadn't done that. It just that that getting upset with people and getting into it with people, especially people that love you and care about you, is never the thing to do, man. But I want to talk a little bit about uh, where God's brought me from because. Uh, as I talked about before on this show, um, about seven, uh, about ten months ago, I started drinking again. I started drinking wine really heavily, and people go, "Oh, wine? Ah, you can't really get drunk on wine." Oh yeah, you can. Um, I was slam. I, I went from just drink drinking a little bit. I was almost. I was completely sober and clean for almost two years and I did a podcast called when you're walking through hell where I talked about that I started drinking again and um, it, it it went crazy really quick really quick um, 
it's look if i can't talk about this then i can't talk about god because this is part of my story and this is part of what god did for me and um but i've been very open about struggles with suicide and self-harm that i've had in the past and uh when I drink alcohol, it brings that out in a serious way. And I fell into the worst depression I've ever fallen into in my life. And may, maybe some of you know about depression. I mean, that's become, been coming up lately with people being at home and, and people getting depressed and suicide hotline um, numbers going way up and and um, people struggling with depression, but I had a real, real deep depression that I fell into, um, and because of drinking the wine, because of uh, not getting along with my wife, and the way I was treating her, and the way I was towards God, just not listening to him, and... It, it it went really quickly, and before I knew it, I'd fallen back into self-harm and was very close to taking my own life um, because of the, the amount of alcohol I was drinking and where I was mentally at that time. Um, acting really out of control, really selfish, really horribly. But thank God I got into a men's discipleship ministry. I knew I had to go somewhere. I knew I had to get away from from everything because I, I wasn't going to stop. I mean, Ben, you know, I wasn't going to stop. I, I just, I, I, I would stop for a day or two and then boom, then boom, I'm up buying, buying more wine. And uh, then I'd stop for another day and then promise everybody I wasn't going to do it again. Then I'm doing it again. The things I don't want to do that I'm doing. It's like what Paul was saying in, in Romans. And then I'm thinking, how the heck could I end up back here again? Because you know, guys know that I went through Faith Farm in 2017 to 2018 and uh, had this new great life, new great wife, all these just amazing things happening. And then I went back. I went back to drinking again. I went back to totally relying on myself again and just being uh, being full of emotions and, and full of, of, of negativity. And uh, I struggle with that negativity, you know, with that. And that I struggle with that wanting to be right. And when I look and I see and I, I, I struggle with wanting people to like me. And being extremely insecure. That, oh no, people aren't going to listen to me. People aren't going to like what I'm saying. People um, people are going to turn on me. And, um, you know, it was really just becoming a, a slave to what other people thought. And I had to go somewhere for a little while. And thank God I did that. And got some discipline and structure back in my life and was able to turn some things over to God. And I want to say right now, as a result of turning back to God, that he has removed from me 
the suicidal thoughts that used to plague me all the time. They're gone now. They don't exist. The thoughts of wanting to harm myself, they're gone. They're not there. They have left. God has delivered me from that. Thank God. And I want to tell you that when God, God will deliver you and he'll deliver you on his own timetable. There's still things that I need to be delivered from. But the hope is that God will, can and he will deliver you. And I was in a, oh my goodness, I was in a bad way. I was in a real bad way last August. Just, just, a, just, just a, left a path of destruction that was just crazy. And then, uh, but you know, God's done good things. And I want to say, I was uh, reading this morning in Joel 2. Surely the Lord has done great things. Don't be afraid, my people. Be glad now and rejoice, for the Lord has done great things. Don't be afraid, you animals of the field, for the wilderness pastures will soon be green. The trees will again be filled with fruit. Fig trees and grapevines will be loaded down once more. Rejoice, you people of Jerusalem. Rejoice in the Lord your God, for the rain he sends demonstrates his faithfulness. Once more the autumn rains will come as well as the rains of spring. The threshing floors will again be piled high with grain, and the presses will overflow with new wine and olive oil. The Lord says, I will give you back what you lost to the swarming locusts, the hopping locusts, the stripping locusts, and the cutting locusts. It was I who sent this great destroying army against you. Once again, you will have all the food you want, and you will praise the Lord your God who does these miracles for you. Never again will my people be disgraced. Then you will know that I am among my people Israel, that I am the Lord your God, and there is no other. Never again will my people be disgraced. So, Heavenly Father, just thank you. I want to thank you for delivering me from the suicidal thoughts, God. I want to thank you for the work you're doing in my life and the work you're doing in my family and the work you're doing in everybody's in everybody's heart during this time right now god and i just pray for anybody that's struggling with something that's happened to them lately and and then going through all this and the stress that that the the news media puts in everybody's face all the time god that and the stress from this disease and wondering what's going to happen god that this just relieves them that anybody that listens to your word and listens to these major these minority reports that say that things are going to be good because Joshua and Caleb came with a minority report when everybody else said that they're giants down there we can't take them on they're going to kill us all when everybody was saying that that Joshua and Caleb came back and said, no, we can defeat them. That, that minority report that, no, look, the news media might be saying this, but 
these reports are telling us that the virus is actually not going to kill that as many people as we thought and as many people aren't going to get infected and as a matter of fact almost everybody that does get infected is going to recover that those reports prevail and that people are that that the whole land from fort lauderdale to florida to the united states to the world are filled with hope and joy that no we will recover we will get through this god and no matter what the people say that think they know what they're talking about that your word will prevail and the 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 hope that we have in a full recovery and a quick recovery will prevail and that everybody will be stronger through this and it will ignite a great awakening in the land where people will will flood into the churches that churches will be having to have six seven eight services because when the churches open back up people will be flooding into them so much god and people will be returning to you god in jesus name amen this is chris nelson thanks for listening